Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by not one, not two, but three of my buddies, my pals, my amigos, my brothers. I am so excited to see you. I'm going to start with my buddy to the south, the very far south, the buddy I might see here in just a couple days because as of Ooh. tomorrow, I am heading to Walt Disney World and I will be in the parks. The one, the only, Mr. Aussie Dave Griffiths. How are you, buddy? I am great, mate. You are coming to Disney World and uh, have you have you packed a sweater? It's going to be chill. Here's the funny part. So I, I <laughs> So I'm driving down tomorrow and I'm staying... With Rick Reagan tomorrow night because okay. we check into Saratoga on Thursday, All right. and so I texted Rick and I he said, uh, "He said, hey, what do you you know how Rick is? He's so accommodating, so lovely, and just you know everything about him." He said, "Hey, what can I have for the Suter family when you arrive?" And I said, well, do, "We're going to get in at like 11 p.m." He's like, "Well, do you want brunch the next day?" I said, "Well, we're gonna we plan on doing um, a water park, plan to go Typhoon Lagoon if you want to join us." And I get a text back like five hours later and it says. Um, are you bringing a wetsuit? Because it's going to be 55 degrees here on Thursday at 10 a.m. And I was like, well, maybe we'll play putt-putt first, and then we'll try to go. Yeah, that might, be, a, that might be a bit chilly. It's, well, for us, it's going to be brisk. I mean, for those people up north, we know that it's already cold. We already know that it's going to be um, – that it's going to get a little brisk for us. That's the – but, um, yeah, I mean, tomorrow's meant to top out at, like, I think it's, like, mid-60s, uh, which is almost unheard of. October in in Florida, it's normally still high 80s into the 90s most days. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Well, this plays perfectly into the last episode, if you haven't listened to it yet. We talked about the 10 things every first-time Disney guest should know. And we are talking about being prepared for the weather. Mm. And this is that time of year. Where it's legitimately... Hang on, wait. I wasn't paying attention. Can I go back and like listen to the episode again? Never mind. Okay, you cool. should. Actually, I, I was I, there. Can I admit something? I haven't listened to a full episode of ours in a long time. I actually listened to the entire episode today because wait, I found we it very useful. <laughs> They're very helpful. Yeah, they are very helpful. Are you kidding? The only reason, like, I'm aware of like what we all bring to the equation. I love that Mike's here because sometimes Mike's able to be like, "We've already talked about that. We don't need to." Like, he that's what makes him the Godfather, is he knows the ins and outs of everything we've ever discussed in he, 260 plus episodes. He is the king ruler of content. He does tell us, "Yes, no, it works. It doesn't work." Uh, and speaking of uh, the king ruler, the Godfather himself, Mike, how are you, brother? Good. I got to listen to last week's episode because I got to do my test listen. So uh, I was, as Joe would say, had a serious FOMO last week because my work schedule just couldn't match up with yours, um, with you guys, especially when we have a new host now, which is great. Uh, I love listening to him on the show. So, you know, sometimes our work schedules just don't conflict, but having those extra people is great. And I really enjoyed listening to last week's episode. The Patreon was funny as well, too. So I definitely uh, seriously miss you guys last week, and I'm super excited to be here this week and talk about this week's topic and a super cool Patreon episode tonight too as well 
Yeah, Patreon's going to be a blast. But with that said, we got to bring in the third. The uh, the look, I love this guy. I'm hoping to get to maybe see him in the next couple of days too. Maybe a Bucky's trip is in our future. The one, the only, Mr. Joe Q. What's going on, dude? Because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you're going to be passing by Daytona Beach and you're not stopping to say hello. I literally live off the freeway. So you've redeemed yourself. I know. You've redeemed yourself, Justin, by saying that maybe I'll meet you at Bucky's tomorrow. So, well, let's just be honest. If I'm, if I'm listing, uh, Disney parks, Universal Parks, SeaWorld. Like, I think Bucky's maybe falls in the middle somewhere. I don't think it's even at the bottom of all those parks. I love Bucky's. So, it's a great pregame uh, stop. You can always draw me in with a brisket sandwich. <laughs> you kidding me? And a, and a 79 cents bag of ice. It's just the best. So, uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, look, we're going to get right into tonight's show because we have a fantastic topic. Uh, Joe, I want to start with you. You know, you're coming off a very, very special day um, inside of Walt Disney World property. You and Rick Reagan, uh, a couple other people, were able to go and do something that you've never done before, and that was take a VIP tour. Uh, Joe, before, I don't really want to get into the details because we'll talk about that down the line, but overall, how was your experience? First of all, yeah, I want to thank uh, Rick Reagan and his family for inviting me. It was uh, the Reagan family. Bed Walmond was there with his family, and uh, it was a really cool experience. It's something that you know we've become friends with Dave, brothers with Dave here, and we hear all the crazy and great experiences that he has, you know, in his job, whatever. And we're all in the parks, right? We all see these VIP tours everywhere and actually be a part of one and experience it and talking with a cast member and getting the ins and outs of it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the parks themselves just by getting around. And I know we'll probably get into that in a little bit, but it was just a really, it was a cool experience, but it was a special experience because I know I was very, very lucky and privileged to have that experience yesterday that a lot of people won't get to do it was just a really really cool experience well with that said a look a vip tour is on a lot of people's bucket list i mean when if you're a disney fan like you want to experience a disney vip tour whoa hold on a second i know why this happened joe is just trying to cross things off his list of 10 things that make you the ultimate disney fan from he doesn't want to lose next year we do it again that's it and he's just trying to gain some extra points um like and make sure that he's got what was it 20 things i think we did that make you the the ultimate 25 25 25 because i think he needs i think i had 21 yeah so yeah, I, I will right say there. I will say this one thing. I was there was one thing I was really really disappointed about is I was outvoted during the tour where I thought I was going to get a tour of Old Key West and they said no no we're going to go to the Magic Kingdom instead. See, I thought we were going to do a resort tour, but we actually ended up in the parks all day. So I was a little upset about that. But. <laughs> well, Tur- Turtle Pond can Road. You I thought I was going to see the, you know, someone using their VIP tour. To go and uh, and do the do the resorts, um, Joe, you would be the one and only person to. <laughs> well, tonight we're going to get into the VIP tours. We're going to talk all about them because look, it may be on your bucket list, it may be something you're wanting to do in the future, and you just don't know that much about it. You don't know the process, the history, or what your day is going to look like. So we're going to hit it all for you, and we are going to bring you up to speed on what the the Disney VIP tour services bring to your family for your next Disney vacation. Uh, look, talking a little bit about the history, look. Dave, you know, we talked um, in the past about the Ambassador Program and how important the yeah. Ambassador Program was to Disneyland. It was originally created by Walt Disney himself, um, bringing in people who would be able to take dignitaries and, and, and celebrities around Disneyland, take care of them, um, and, and really show them the property. 100%. And that really is the origin of the VIP Tours Department as well, because um, there are very few jobs 
within the Disney company that can literally say the first person to ever do my job was Walt Disney. All right. Because like he recruited people into his custodial team. He recruited people to work on the attractions. Uh, he was very hands-on in the creation of so many departments. Um, but he never really like did that particular job. However, there was one person that he trusted to show dignitaries around the, the original work site uh, that was Disneyland Park when it was under construction. And the only person he trusted to do that was himself. Um, after doing that, and then also when we think about 1955, it was such a big year for the Disney company because not only was he opening that, but he had TV shows, he had movies that were being released and in production. Um, and in addition to that, he were TV shows like um, the original Mouseketeers premiered in 1955 uh, and then all working towards that opening of... Disneyland Park on July 17th, um, a very busy time and something had to give. He had to find somebody to assist with that job that he had undertaken for himself to show people uh, his pride and joy, his brand new Disney theme park. And uh, with that said, he uh, started looking at a program to find the best of the best from within uh, the company as it was. And we wound up with the original ambassador. Um, and then, uh, and her name was Julie Ream um, for Disney fans and uh, people who are familiar with uh, some of the old clips. Um, Julie makes an appearance on um, a number of the episodes of the Disneyland show, um, premiering elements of it. Uh, you can see her wearing the riding hat and carrying the riding crop, becoming those iconic elements of uh, the tour guide uh, costumes uh, throughout the Disney company and, um, and even speaks at length uh, in a couple of those episodes about some of the elements of Disneyland Park. And it got too much for even just the single ambassador which gave rise to an entire department of tour guides. Uh, in its origin, they were all female. Um, we're talking the 50s. So they exclusively recruited uh, female tour guides. Um, and it did take a number of years before that became something that uh, both genders were allowed to apply for. Um, and then after years of that, as we went to and moved towards the opening of Disneyland, uh, Disneyland, di uh, of, sorry, towards the opening of Disney World, uh, Disney World VIP tours is something that was uh, available right from the outset. Even when it was a construction zone, uh, still they used to operate out of a building which is located kind of near where uh, Disney Springs is now. It was the original uh, site office uh, for that particular department. And um, the, there are still a number, uh, I think there's about seven of those uh, original women uh, that were part of that team uh, that are still involved and acknowledged uh, within our company and within our department. Uh, I've actually had the great pleasure of meeting a couple of them. See, and that's absolutely incredible because when you look at what Walt built, I mean, you have to think he was stretched so thin at the beginning because oh. everyone wanted a piece of Walt's time. You I don't know, think he slept. I don't. There's no way he did. There's no way he did. And when he talked about when he picked Julie for the first ever ambassador program, you know, he said that she embodied the friendliness that that Walt looked for in anybody that that 
you know, would, would be able to show dignitaries around. The thing I love about her, too, is, you know, you've seen her, if you have ever watched Wonderful World of Color, um, especially that amazing uh, episode, the 10th anniversary of the park opening, um, she was there to talk about, she was there with John Hinch, she was there with Mark Davis, she was there to talk about the Haunted Mansion, she talked about Pirates of the Caribbean, um, she also was at the, right beside, really close to Walt, if you look, at the opening of Mary Poppins. So she was kind of Wright's, uh, Walt's right-hand lady, you know, as far as being the ambassador to this entire Disneyland uh, park and, and the brand that he wanted to build. He trusted her so much. And I think that Walt would be, you know, fast-forwarding to today, I think Walt would be really, really proud, Mike, of what they have you know, done with the VIP program at Walt Disney World because they have gone, look, we all know I don't like to, you know, give Dave too many compliments, but they have gone and picked the best of the best um, as far as cast members, and they have trained them and they have brought them in to create an experience for people that is second to none. You just don't get this type of experience at any other theme park around the world. Yeah, everybody has everybody who's worked big jobs or big companies. You always know what the cream of the crop is, what, who the who the flagship employees are, who the top of the line people are, and um, you know, not to boost Dave's head up too much. You know, obviously we know he's de- you know he's definitely well deserved of his title. You know, for all of us that know him and love him for a long time, um, he definitely knows his stuff, and um, he's definitely worthy of that title, in, in my opinion at least too. Um, but. Th- to, to, to exist that's almost something you look up to when you work for a company you want to be the best of the best you want to be the the, the top the top person and uh, to have that honor of having that plaid is something that a lot a lot of cast members can actually do but they have the availability to strive to be that and you know you can work your way up through the company and do different things so I think it's an, and it's an amazing accomplishment and I think it's definitely the cream of the crop and it's definitely the best of the best so to speak. You know, one thing I, I, I look. I'm going to mute uh, Dave's microphone for a second because we are going to keep talking really good things about him. Um, Joe, there is as Disney fans, right? Um, before, like Dave's one of our best friends. I mean, you know, we t- I talked to Dave today uh, for for a few minutes, you know, and, and it's a very personal conversation. Uh, love him to death, you know. Like we, I, he's just just the greatest. But Stop you know, <laughs> we a uh, mute. There we go. Um, we. Uh, if you're a Disney fan, there's a bit of celebrity to wearing the plaid. So I, I experienced that yesterday. And look, Dave, we're not we're not blowing smoke or anything like that, but there is something special about wearing that plaid. And I experienced it yesterday in the parks with our tour guide. And I actually got the chance to see Dave and Animal Kingdom yesterday. It was awesome. Gave him a big hug. And it was great to see him with his group yesterday. But as we went around the parks yesterday, there is a... It's not only from the park guests, but it's also from other cast members. And I think that Dave and the other VIP cast members, and you know, I'm not going to get into this if Dave wants to talk about it, but I did ask our tour guide about like the process to you know become a tour guide and what his experiences were, and he kind of explained it to me. And it's an elite group, and you could see the respect it commands from cast members when you're going up to an attraction, when you're going up to a food stand or a food cart. It, there is like – and. It's just it's a, it's it's hard to explain, but when you see it, it's really it's an it's an, an, a little bit of awe, respect. Um, it was really cool to see. I mean, it's I'm kind of using the same words, but it really is. It's like wow, I really want to do that, especially if you're working inside of the parks, right? I mean, you're working an attraction like that's what you want to do. You want to be that tour guide that brings people around, that shows them the magic, that has an amazing day. And we saw that with our tour guide. It's just a level of respect that was commanded to them. They weren't even asking for it. They were, they were very professional, very nice. And it's just something that I could definitely see 
you know, when you've reached that level, it's really our tour guide explains it's really hard to get to where Dave is. I mean, I mean, it's pretty impressive. He explained the process. So my view of respect for these cast members is even higher because I heard what it takes. It's pr- it's pretty remarkable to get to where Dave has gotten to it in his career. A hundred percent. Well, I, I want to get into that just a little bit, Dave. I want to talk a little bit about because the one thing that Walt Disney uh, always, I think, would want is is they he would want your VIP tour guides to be at the top of the line, not only with being courteous and friendly, but also with their knowledge. He would want them to be able to go through and give answers. You know, Walt always said, we don't say no, we we find an answer. You know, we'll find an answer for you. And I think that's very important, especially for a VIP tour guide. You know, I'm not going to get into the weeds with you about this, um, but, you know, it, there's got to be a lot to the preparation once you do get the nod and, and maybe, you know, say, yes, you will have a chance to be a VIP, a VIP tour guide or even the process leading up to it. I'm allowed to talk now? Yeah. Yeah, you can talk. Sorry, okay, cool. unmute. There cool. we go. Yeah, just just, just checking. Um, Man, I love I, that I, mute button. That thing's <laughs> new. It's great. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Um, a couple of things. First things first, um, I... I'd like to apologize to Joe and also Rick because um, my schedule gets kind of crazy sometimes and that we also have policies in place. And about, I don't know, a week or so ago, uh, things started moving around on my schedule and I was like, am I with this tour on this day? And I got told no. And so I was actually really disappointed that I wasn't going to be able to take them around. Um, But I was also really excited that they got to see somebody else. And there's this moment where uh, one of my tours is coming back or uh, the, and I can't host them again. And everybody wants to say the sentence, can you make sure we get somebody good? It's just one of those things you immediately want somebody excellent. And my standard response is that you don't get, to do this job unless you fit that category. Okay. If you're not good, you either a don't get the job or you don't stay there very long. Um, so I like to say that I work in a department of exceptional Disney cast members who, um, just set that benchmark day in and day out. And I'm actually, part of me is also really glad that Joe got to meet somebody else, like, and got to see somebody else do it because, uh, it's one thing for me to go in and him and I to have chatted and all of that, uh, it's an, it's another for him to see another cast member of, of that caliber, uh, and take them around. So, um, the process has changed a little bit over the years. Um, and now post, uh, COVID it, uh, is a little different as well. Um, but I'll speak to what I know and what I experienced because back in the day, uh, eight years ago, I, remember, well, let's go to nine years ago because I put up my hand and said, I wanted to be a VIP tour guide. And I didn't even get a look in. I had been in entertainment on Disney cruise line. I had hosted tours and things as being part of that job. I had, um, and then I was working in a concierge role. So I had the guest service background. I understood ticketing and the parks and things like that, that they want us to know and understand. And I didn't even get a look in. And I reached out to a friend of mine. I said, how did I not even get an interview? And he, and he laughed. He goes, Dave, you don't get an interview unless you know someone who knows someone. He's like, it's cutthroat. Everybody wants that job. And I actually made it my mission to then go about making sure that everybody knew that I wanted that job. And eventually I found somebody who knew someone who knew someone. And um, I called in a favor and said, hey, I've worked for you. I've impressed you. I've showed you what I can do. I want an interview. 
And they were like, sure, I'll send an email. So the next time it came up, they sent an email over and they came back to me and said, hey, you're going to get an interview. Once you walk in the door, I can't help you. They were like, I don't even know what sits on the other side of that door. Um, I got my first interview over the next couple of weeks. There were multiple levels of interviews um, where people that I knew that had also applied and got interviews slowly started getting taken out of the equation and didn't get moved to the next phase. Um, some of them were one-on-ones. There were panel interviews. There was a 20-question pop quiz when I showed up to one of the interviews, literally handed me a clipboard. And I went, okay. And they went, the questions are different from yesterday, so you can't even have a friend who told you that this was coming. Um, it's not important that you answer every single question correctly. And in my head, I went, Maybe it is. Um, I know I got one wrong. I know I got one wrong um, because I learned the correct answer later. Anyway, um, so, um, and then I, I got offered the opportunity to go into training. And I mean, the year that I got trained, uh, we got told that there was somewhere in the vicinity of a thousand people that already worked for the company that put up their hand. They interviewed less than a hundred of us. And we then looked around the room and we're like, there's like, 14 of us, 13 of us, something like that in the training room right now. And like one of them, I didn't even finish out her entire first contract, um, after training. Um, like it's cutthroat and people don't realize that. Like I get people, random cast members that are like, Oh, I'd love to do your job. And I'm like, "Mm Hmm. I bet. Yep. It's, but, um, it is truly an honor. I mean, um, my other fun story that I like to tell is that my wife has done some really cool things with the Disney company. She's at 19 years working in three different branches in multiple different departments. She's done jobs literally all over the world for the company. They sent her to Germany to bring back a ship on behalf of the company at one point. Like she's done some really cool stuff and she'll meet somebody new in her mom group and, uh, they'll be chatting and they'll be like, oh, that's really cool about all the amazing things she's done. And then they'll be like, what does your husband do? And she goes, oh, he's a Walt Disney World VIP tour guide. And they're like, no way. He's one of those people that were... And they start rambling about my job. And she goes, it's not that cool. It's not. Okay? It's not all the way. So there is, a, there is an element of like uh, where people are... They don't completely know exactly what my job entails or... And it can be shrouded in a bit of mystery. So uh, it's fun to have somebody go on the tour and uh, peel back that curtain for us tonight. Uh, Sammy brought, the, brought it up to me that for her 16th birthday... Because we try to do something special for the uh, Stolfi girls in the Stolfi household for their birthday. Uh, Sarah got to go to Alani, you know, for, uh, for her uh, and see Hawaii for her Sweet 16 trip. So Sammy mentioned to me that she wanted to do a VIP tour because Sammy is a huge Disney fan. And we thought that maybe there could be a special day we could do around her birthday. And I wanted to get involved in what the booking process would be. What should I be looking forward to? What kind of price range am I looking at? How many friends am I going to be able to bring? So... I have a lot of questions when it comes to this and, you know, certain things on what my day is going to be expected. You know, what am, what am I going to be doing with, you know, with the family that day? What can we do with our friends? So, because this is kind of new to me because I haven't done a VIP tour guide yet and Sammy obviously has an interest in it. So I kind of want to cover all my bases. So the, the first thing is, I, I guess we'll get the, uh, you know, the, the elephant out of the room. What am I looking at cost-wise for a group of people? Like, what, is it, what does it come down to? Uh, well, I'm, I think, I, yeah, I, go ahead, Dave. No, you take that? I, yeah. I don't, actually. I want 
want to defer to Justin on this because I like to, I like to say that the Disney company places a very high value on my skill set, um, yes. so which is my uh, work appropriate answer for saying um, it, it's not a cheap experience, Justin. It is, it is not a cheap experience. So you are not going to go be able to enjoy a day of VIP services uh, for, for pennies on the dollar. Look, this is, this, when they say it's a VIP service, it is, a, it is not a, it is the VIP service at Walt Disney World. Um, there are lots of Disney signature services out there that you can do. I mean, whenever you call, you know, you can do other tours. You can do, um, you can do di- a lot of people don't know that you can do uh, personal dining in your room at certain resorts, which makes it really, really nice. Um, you can set that up to have it on your balcony or have it certain places. Um, this is the top of the line, though. So whenever you do this, Mike, you are looking on average uh, between four hundred twenty-five to six hundred twenty-five dollars an hour. Okay, an hour. There is a minimum of seven hours for a VIP tour, so you have to book. So we're looking anywhere between almost three grand to almost forty-five hundred dollars. That's at the minimum. Um, now, why why is there such a broad range in price? It's easy. Why is there such a broad range in price in tickets? It's all based on time of year and what day you're going. There, it is going to be the highest price on Christmas Day, you know, and it'll be less maybe say mid February whenever it's just not as busy. Um, how many people can you take? This is a great question that I get all the time because what I tell people is, look, Joe, let's say our here's a perfect example. Let's say the four, the five of us and our wives want to do a VIP tour. We can take up to 10 people on tour, right? So we could actually split the cost, which makes it a lot more affordable. So I always tell people, I'm like, look, if you can invite some friends, it's going to make it a lot more affordable in the long run uh, for you to do this. So you can have up to 10 uh, 10 people uh, on tour. You can book reservations 180 days out. Um, Now, here's what I want to tell people. You you definitely need to uh, call right at 180 days. This is not something that you can do a month out. Like VIP tours book up. I mean, you may have people cancel and something opens up, but it's rare. It just doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Um, so whenever you do this, you need to make sure that it's a priority. 180 days alarm set. Now, with dining, dining right now is at 60 days. This is 180, and this is not at 6 a.m. It's at 9 a.m. So you are going to have to call at 9 a.m. 180 days out to book your VIP tour. Um, it, look, it, it's a process. It's expensive. Is it worth it? 100%, Mike. It really is. Even if it's just something you do one time, I really think that everyone, if you are a massive Disney fan, put this on your bucket list. You know, we were talking a little bit of last time about maybe staying in a moderate instead of staying in a deluxe, you know, and, and, and roll this into your next vacation. Like Disney VIP tours, it's a very, very special, very fun uh, day. We're going to get into what the day looks like, you know, what you can expect. We're going to get into Joe's day. Um, you know, do my, when I did my VIP tour, I was with Dave, actually, and chat a little bit about that. Um, but it is a process to do it uh, as far as booking. Now, you can add on. And one thing I'm going to pull Dave in just real quick. You can add on to your tour. So you can add on to the seven hours. Um, I am not quite certain, Dave. Is that up to that's up to the guest, and that that can be decided day of. If I'm correct, it is. It can be decided day of, and you can then extend up to a total of ten hours. Ten hours. So right. there's a minimum yeah. of uh, seven hours. Um, and if you know that you're going ten out of the gate, 
uh, tour guides love to have that communicated, um, but it's not required. We can you can literally decide six and a half hours into your seven hours that this was incredible and I'd like to extend. Now we then extend it in increments of uh, fifteen minutes. So if you want to extend by fifteen minutes or half an hour just to get like one or two attractions uh, done, if you would like to extend through the full ten hours because you want it to get to a particular time uh, to wrap up. Um, those are options. So take, pick and choose what, and it becomes a very uh, fluid process from there once your seven hours has ticked over. What do we need to achieve? Um, what what does the remainder of this time look like? Well, also, whenever you're doing the booking, um, you don't have to do this at the time of the booking. They will contact you prior to your day, but you're going to have a certain pickup spot. So you can make that pickup spot at your resort. You can make it in the parks. Look, if you want to save some time and you want to make really maximize your time on tour, having your your meetup spot on in the park that you want to start at, you're utilizing an extra 30 minutes of your tour, to be honest. Um, because you're getting from point A to B from being picked up at your resort. If you don't mind doing that, you know, right, taking the bus to Hollywood Studios if that's where you want to start and do Galaxy's Edge first. Um, if you can meet in Galaxy's Edge, now you've got that extra 30 minutes that you're rocking and rolling because now you're meeting someone like Dave and you're right on that first attraction pretty much right away. Um, they'll actually that game plan helps. Yeah, and they'll help you with that uh, at the time of booking. Um, there's certain places which get a little busy, so we, we a lot of people are like, I want to start at, at Galaxy's Edge. Let's not start in Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. Let's start at Baseline Tap House, just outside, a two minute walk around the corner, um, and a lot less crazy um, of a location at 10 a.m. in the morning. Must e much easier to find people. Way so. easier to find people. <laughs> Let's not put you in just a huge, huge like assortment of people. Um, so, Mike, other than that, like if you were booking one of these, so this is something we do as an agency. Mm -hmm. um, we do book VIP tours. Um, it is something we take care of for our guests. Uh, we have a lot of um, guests. We have a couple guests that you know we not only use Away With Me Travel, but also use Dave. Um, that was a conversation that Dave and I had today, actually, back and forth. Um, and so we kind of work tandem with each other, which is something – Years ago, we never thought we'd be doing, Dave, nope. you know, in the long run, but here, here we are. Uh, if you, you know, we talked about price, we talked about how many people can have a tour, we talked about the process of booking it. Um, what are the questions would you have for someone like me or, or someone like Dave? Because now you're getting both sides. You're getting the booking process and you got somebody who day of. So I know when I use an agent like you, uh, you handle a lot of things like, well, Dining, you know, the 60 days mm -hmm. out. And if I said, hey, I want to eat at these places, how does the dining work day of? Do you still handle the dining? Does it something that people spend their time or when they're on their tour doing that? Or they just kind of do like quick serves throughout the day? Like, because, you know, we talked about getting to the park so you can maximize your time meeting at baseline so that you can maximize your time. Do you want to spend an hour and a half or two hours eating? Well, how does that kind of work when you want to have a sit down meal? Uh, does that kind of obviously doesn't stop the clock because your day is your seven hour day. But how do pe people normally run their dining when it comes to that? We can make a dining reservation if you'd like, but I will advise you as, as I'm treating you as a client right now. You want to you want to do your VIP tour with only quick service options. You do not want to do a table service option for your VIP tour. Can you? Of course you can. Um, can you do something at a resort? Of course you can. If you want your heart set on eating at Boma middle of the day, you know I can get that booked. VIP services can take care of you know like that can be worked out. Um, but I think I speak on both myself and Dave. 
you do not want to do a table service uh, dining experience during your VIP tour. You're you're wasting so much time, valuable time that you could have in the parks. I mean, it's completely you any, your discretion. <laughs> it is your discretion. Yes, I mean it's. I, I, I would I would actually push against any kind of dining. I know yesterday, for an example, we knew we were starting our tour at 9 a.m. at the boardwalk. Jen and I had a 7:40 Ale and Compass reservation at Yacht Club. We ate. We knew we weren't going to stop for any kind of meals yesterday. Let me tell you something. The time goes fast. So if you're mm-hmm. stopping even for a burger in the middle of the day, you're really wasting valuable time where you could be hitting attractions, just going from park to park. I mean, I would almost, and David, if I could just jump in here, like when you go from park to park, there are, Dave, I don't know what the title of these cast members are, but they're like the VIP valets kind of backstage and they are fantastic cast members and they will hand you snacks backstage uh, to kind of hold you over. They have bottles of water, they have chips and, 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 and nuts and starbursts and whatever you want to, to snacks to hold you over. And you could also get uh, waters and pretzels in the park as well. So we kind of did that. We grabbed a couple pretzels here and there and some snacks from the VIP valets. And we just kept going because the day goes really, really fast. So I highly recommend not um, <laughs> stopping to eat. Yeah, and I will say this too, Mike. As someone who's done this tour, um, your VIP tour guy will help you maximize your time even with a quick service. Like th- They're going to come in and they're going to actually help you make sure your food's being prepared quickly, make sure, you know, look, hey, we need this person, we need this. They're doing their best to, to maximize everything they can do for you at that time. Um, but Joe is correct, and we'll kind of get into the day a little bit. Um, I'm going to come to Joe here in just a second, and we're really going to talk about from sunup to sundown what a day looks like. Uh, as someone who experiences a VIP tour uh, versus someone who who leads a VIP tour, um, so we're going to get into that a little bit. But Mike, I really I think Joe nails it. If you have to do, if you have to do a meal, make it a quick service or just plan on stopping and getting a snack, you know, something like that. Because it's not really based on how many attractions you do; it's based on your time. And so, right. if you plan an hour and a half meal, now you've taken away three or four attractions that you're not going to get done. And also, I mean. Look, it's fun to hit four parks in one day. If you're ever going to do it, VIP tours is the way to do it because of the transportation. And we'll, Joe and I will talk about that a little bit. Um, but if you can minimize to maybe like two or three of your favorite parks, you're getting so much more out of it because you are cutting down on that part time, uh, you know, the the going back and forth between the parks. Correct. I mean, um, it's that dream of everybody where they're like, I can do four parks in one day. You can but you're only going to ride one or two rides in each park because you're going to use... We've talked about how big Disney World is. It takes so much time to move from one park to another. Um, It's a great option where if you wanted to do, let's say you only needed to do Avatar Flight of Passage in Animal Kingdom, you wanted to get a whole lot in Magic Kingdom and a whole lot in Studios done, you jump in there and do that and you finish in that fourth park, uh, say get dropped in Epcot, knowing that you haven't got any of the rides booked or anything like that, but maybe you could stack fast passes, uh, sorry, lightning lanes for later in the day or something. There's options available um, for theme parks in one day and doing a whole lot, particularly if you're only doing seven hours, uh, is not realistic. No. But you no. still get a whole lot done. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than the, to what to expect throughout the day, Mike, any any procedural questions you have, booking or, or anything like that that we missed? Well, I, I didn't know that it had to be 180 days out. I didn't realize it was that popular. I mean, I knew it was popular, and I know there's a lot of VIP, you know, uh, 
uh, well, not a lot because it's a prestigious position, but I was surprised it was 180 days out. So that kind of lets me to believe that if Sammy wants to do this, this is something we have to make, you know, booking arrangements for because I didn't realize you had to make it that kind of, uh, that kind of You know whose fault Um, that is? It's all these podcasts that want to talk about how cool a VIP tour is. Uh, these bloggers and podcasts that want to go on. No, it is uh, something that we have seen in the last, particularly since I became a tour guide, um, and some exponential growth where people uh, want to blog about it, TikTok about it, um, tell people about this amazing thing that does exist. And as a result, yeah, we, we get a lot of business. It, it keeps me busy. Well, also, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mute Mike. Okay. I'm gonna mute Dave real quick. You know, also Dave was talking a little bit about his schedule. You know, and this goes for all VIP tour guides. If certain people come into the parks, um, they have to have people to take care of them. You know, like mm-hmm. they can't have they can't have certain guests coming in uh, or or certain let's say executives or things like that. They've got to have someone to take care of them, and so that limits the amount of people you have too. So although they might plan for having uh somebody available that day if somebody unexpectedly pops in a park that then is drawing a massive crowd they at times will have to pull people you know to send them other places so um yeah it's definitely something that is very very coveted um i had uh we we booked two today i mean it's just it's one of those things that we're seeing more and more and more because i think when people go to disney they're realizing hey I, I, I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to spend the money. We're just, I, we're starting to see that kind of mindset towards going to Walt Disney world. And I think it's great if you do have it, or if you can work it out to go with a couple more families, I think it's a fantastic uh, use of your money. You know, Melanie last week said um, some of the effect of save when you can, but splurge when you need to. And I think VIP services, if you can splurge at that, at that high level, it's definitely worth it versus some of the other splurges you could do. That helped, Mike. And the other, qu- yeah, the other question I had was obviously if I'm going to do this for a vacation, it's not going to be a one and de- one and done kind of day. So obviously, I'm going to need theme park tickets for my entire party the entire time we go, right? So there's no, there's no, you buy the the VIP tour and you guarantee the mission for that day. You still need to buy theme park tickets for that day. That's correct. Correct, and also you need a park reservation for your par- first park you're going to be at. Really? So. We, Can you park hop before is the that time? right, Dave? We, it, the uh, the department. The, the uh, answer uh, is you you should have a park reservation correct, for your first park. and uh, but they will also assist with securing that if there are any challenges. Right. Um, and to answer Mike's other question uh, was just uh, he quickly tacked on there about potential of park hopping. Um, Oh, VIP yeah. tours is the only group of people not limited with the uh, time restriction on park hopping. So you Correct. could yes. start in your first park right there at Animal Kingdom, um, walk in, ride Avatar Flight of Passage, jump in your car because that's the only attraction you wanted and get out and head to the next park, uh, which I'm thinking, if I did my math correct, is probably what Joe ended up doing this mor- uh, yesterday morning. Well, let's get into this because I want to talk about uh, Joe, I want to talk about your day. Look, just yesterday, you had your first ever Disney VIP tour. This is going to uh, turn into Joe's day of fun uh, on this episode <laughs> because we are going to start from sunup and we are going to go to sundown with your VIP tour. You and the amazing uh, Rick Reagan, you said Ben Waldman, the family was there. Um, let's chat a little bit about it. Um, that way, people, if you've never done one before, you know, we've kind of chatted about it before a little bit, but never gone into a lot of detail. 
I want to go into detail. I want to talk about your day. Uh, Joe, you said that you all did a breakfast beforehand, and you did pick up, I think you, I remember you saying at 9 a.m. Where were you picked up at? So we were picked up at the boardwalk, and so Jen and I, we didn't stay on property the night before, so we drove in early from Daytona, and we had a nice little text chain going before uh, we started our day with everybody who was going to be present for the tour. So I looked at Jen, and I said, you know, we should maybe get a breakfast reservation, and we came across an ale and compass. I said, let's eat beforehand. We knew we weren't going to stop for lunch that day, so we had a nice breakfast at ale and compass, which I actually highly recommend. Never had been there before, so a great spot at Yacht Club. And uh, so we had breakfast, met everybody at 9 a.m. at the boardwalk. And just a tip, if uh, even if you're not staying at a particular resort and you do want to start your day at that resort, um, Disney VIP Services will send you a, a digital email, and you can show that to security to get into that lot to say, hi, we're being picked up for a VIP tour. And it's going to be here at the boardwalk, and they will let you through. So even if you're not a, a resort guest, you can get in and, and park at that lot. Um, so we started at 9 a.m. there. And the main thing is, and Dave, I'm sure, would preach this to all of his guests that he takes on tours, is it's best to have a plan. And as a group, we did have a plan. We knew we were starting Animal Kingdom. We were then going to go to uh, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and then Magic Kingdom was going was gonna to be the bonus at the end. We really wanted to hit the big, newer e-ticket attractions. So we got in a van at 9 a.m. We had one of those larger white conversion vans. We had 10 people. We also had a small child with us. Ben Wallman had his uh, little baby Rory with, with us. So we did have a car seat. And the stroller, so we had a bigger van. It was really comfortable, no problems at all. Um, our tour guide, Zeon, was awesome. And uh, we headed over to uh, Animal Kingdom. And uh, he said it was two rules on top of uh, for the day. Number one is we were going to see a lot of backstage areas. So he's like, please, you know, no pictures backstage. They're kind of very strict about that, which is extremely uh, understandable. You take any tour at Walt Disney World, they don't want you to take any pictures backstage. Second thing is, and you kind of laugh, he says, if one person takes a bathroom break, we all take bathroom breaks. <laughs> so you do everything as a group. Um, you stay together. You can't split up the groups. You can't have you know, your VIP tour guy can't scan you in on one ride, and then half the group goes say that we do it as a group. Uh, we So we went over to Animal Kingdom. I thought it was really awesome, even just when you're getting to the park and you're going through these backstage areas that like entrances that you've never experienced before, and you're seeing literally like how the magic is made, where the boats are docked, where the dumpsters are, you know, where everything is parked. It's just, it's really cool. So we started our day at Pandora, Flight, uh, Flight of Passage, and we went in that backstage area there, and you'd be surprised where you come out, like, oh, there's an entrance here. Uh, Road Pandora, you know, got in real quick there. We actually, uh, instead of walking across the park, we got back into the van and drove around the other side of the park where we rode Everest, and that's where we ran into Dave, uh, rode Expedition Everest there, and that was all we wanted to do for Animal Kingdom. We got back into the vehicle, and then we went over to Epcot. Uh, we next thing we wanted to do was Garden. Joe, uh, yes. How long did that take you? To go from one side of the park to the other? No, just uh, two rides in Animal Kingdom, two e-ticket attractions out of the gate. It's probably a good hour and a half. Yeah, I would have it's, said about that. Yep. Yeah, it, it's because the thing is, like, you're using the lightning lane and the lines were moving, but it does take, and that's the one thing I wanted to really stress is that, like, the time goes extremely fast. It takes a long time to go from one. I would say almost average is about one attraction an hour, believe it or not. You think that's like, oh, I could do more than that. Maybe in Magic Kingdom you could, but when you're in the larger parks, it, it was averaging like an hour attraction. We were moving. We weren't stopping for anything. Um, but we ended up doing two attractions. 
What you need to do is if you're doing these tours, you need to build in the travel time between parks because for some reason on Western Way, passing Coronado Springs, the traffic was backed up and we probably killed a good 25 minutes sitting in traffic going to Hollywood studio uh, to go to Epcot. So we really, which was kind of like frustrating, but that's not the VIP tour guide's fault. That is the way it is. And uh, so you kind of got to build that into your day. We then uh, went over to uh, Epcot, parked kind of right near World of Motion in the uh, World of Motion. I'm still on the uh, the 40th anniversary here over by Test Track. And uh, we hit up Guardians of the Galaxy and we hit up Test Track as well. Uh, I know, Dave, just to, you know, I'm sure a lot of your VIP tour guys ask you this. There are certain attractions you can only ride once and Guardians as well. So really, you can't go and want to ride Guardians over and over. They limit it to one a day. Um, same thing for Rise of the Resistance. If you want to ride Space Mountain all day, that you could do, our, our tour guide said. Uh, we hit up those two attractions there. We got back into the van. We headed over to Hollywood Studios, uh, where we were met by the VIP valets for the first time. Uh, I have to. I think it's what they were called, Dave. I don't know, but the, the ladies with the snacks yep, who parked correct. the vans, they were, they were very nice. Uh, that's where they actually scanned us into the parks. Um, so that's... I guess the computer's way of knowing that you're actually in the parks when your day is over, you can go and start using lightning lanes and you know, you can start park hopping. It knows that you're actually in the parks. So they scanned us in there. We had some snacks. We hit up rise. We'd have smugglers run, hit those two attractions, um, got back into the van. Um, you park pretty much right by, um, tower of towers where you park. Uh, we went back over to, and then we headed over to magic. Kingdom. we had about two hours left at this time. We hadn't stopped for lunch. Uh, the only thing we had stopped for for some, for some waters and some pretzels. That's about it. Uh, in uh, Animal, I mean, uh, in Hollywood Studios. So out of a seven-hour tour, we're already five hours in already, and we're hitting up our fourth park, and we hadn't stopped yet. Bathroom break here and there for five minutes, but we kept going. We get over to Magic Kingdom. We park behind uh, Space Mountain area, uh, by where the uh, in between where the uh, Main Street is in Space Mountain. We walked through that back entrance there. We hit up Buzz Lightyear. We hit up Space Mountain, and we barely had enough time to hit up uh, Seven Doors Mine Train. And at that time, at, at that time, it just turned four o'clock, and that's how fast the day went. Um, it was an amazing experience. It, I can't stress how fast this goes. And like Dave said, um, a lot of people will immediately. I don't know if they'll read reviews or talk to people, but they will automatically up their tour to ten hours in the right in the morning um so i would suggest if you could afford it and it's something you do do the 10 hours because the seven hours it just it goes so fast excellent so you said you got a lot done and um you certainly did it sounds like we achieved a, you achieved a whole lot uh in a very short space of time that's that's a huge list to achieve uh and accomplish so uh with really something for everybody in there justin well so, so, something real quick because i think you you hit on it and i think a lot of people they get this false sense with a VIP tour that on every single attraction, you're just like, it's like everyone stand back VIP tour coming through, you know, um, you, you are, you do have a little bit of weight with these attractions. Like you're not just like, there are certain attractions where you do enter through the exit. Um, but it's very minimal. Um, you know, a lot of attractions you're going through the lightning lane line. Here's the thing is if you just want to like, walk up to the back of a roller coaster and get on a roller coaster. Um, there are tours available at... Um, SeaWorld. Yeah, SeaWorld, Universal, places like that yeah. will, will allow you to do that. But part of coming to Disney is uh, hearing the story. Yes. Understanding yeah. why you're on the ride. And so if you cut all of that out, you're missing the point of even being in a Disney park. 
So we still want you to be able to uh, experience that story. Um, so as a result, we regularly enter through those lightning lane accesses. And it's, uh, it's a great way of getting on the rides efficiently and quickly, but still being able to walk away saying, I, I was part of that experience. I mean, think of Rise of the Resistance. And if you've never ridden it before, um, A, get to Disney World or Disneyland and ride it. But, um, and I don't mean to do a spoiler, but if you just wanted to get onto the main part of the ride and get to where your seatbelts clip in, like you've missed half, more than half of that experience. Like the ride is not just the ride like there's there's so many other elements to it so we want you to be able to experience it all um we do have some people that are like i thought i was going to get on a uh, walk up to the back and just step onto the roller coaster no otherwise you're doing it wrong so um there's some great options um and some uh, truly remarkable experiences available within it yeah there's so much to do throughout the day and like you said the story is key like, as you're walking through the parks, like, knowing some stories that I, even I had never heard before, um, that were, you know, why are certain trees where they are? Why are, you know, uh, certain plaques where they are? Things like that. So the stories are, are, are key to what you're there for. And I think, look, if you're doing a Disney VIP tour, you're one of two things. You're either a massive Disney fan and you want the story aspect of it, or two, you are, you know, just, you have a lot of money and you, you want to be able to not have to deal with the process of the day you want someone to be able to help you um with the with the kids with the family you know with the day with the organization of it and both are right there's not a wrong answer here on why you should do a vip tour no matter where you fall in the line of massive disney fan to just someone who needs somebody to help you're right disney vip services and vip tours are such an incredibly unique way to see the Disney parks that a lot of people throughout their lives won't experience. And so, you know, I don't take for granted the fact that I've been able to do it. And I, you know, Joe, same thing with you. Don't take for granted the fact that you were able to do it today. I, I know you don't um, because it is such a really cool, cool experience. And, you know, we do have a, you know, one of our best friends that does this for a living and we, you know, we chat about it sometimes. Um, but it, it really is, Mike, if you're going to book it, I can't speak highly of it enough. And I can't speak highly enough of what you get for your money and you know me man i'm like that's it's a lot of money you know whenever you look at it but it really is worth it it really is worth it yeah i think the overall experience too i mean it's, it's one of those memorable days i mean i don't think you could go on one of these tours and i mean listen I, I, things happen on your disney trip but i think having that vip tour guide there to make sure that the ship is righted you know that that if, if the day is going bad or something's going sour you have somebody that'll turn the ship around and i think having that vip tour guide is a fantastic way to make sure that you're getting the most out of your day i mean listen you're, like i said you're spending the money for it so you have that extra insurance of trying to keep the magic going and kind of really getting the most out of your, your entire day you know if there's something you want to do or see um i've even been told because you know we have some friends that are you know vip tour guides um you know certain hidden things in the parks you know maybe a hidden millennium falcon somewhere or one of those particular things so uh I, just just from having the friendship with dave and knowing certain things um i i've learned a lot from being in the parks too which is which is pretty phenomenal and being able to do it on a tour guide would be really really cool also yeah, 100%. Um, well, look, if you have any other questions about Disney VIP tours, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, I'm happy to answer those for you. We're happy to get you worked out. You can reach the show at awaywithmetravel.com um, or, of course, DisneyDadJustin at gmail.com. 
you know, I think one of the most important things, if you're able to, you know, pull the trigger and be able to do one of these VIP tour guides, you want to make the most out of your day. And if you're doing that during the day, you want to take a lot of pictures because, listen, it's going to be a great day. Take those pictures. We want to hear all about it. Put them on our Facebook page because we have an amazing DDP Today Facebook family. And we have some great pictures. That brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. All right, Dave, since you're kind of in the spotlight today with being a VIP Ooh. tour, uh, you know, why don't you do the uh, honors of doing the uh, first pick of the week? Yeah, you know what? I'm uh, I'm honored to be able to take it first at this, which means I'm going to do something that like that takes a whole lot of pictures out of the equation because uh, a post was made earlier this morning, uh, Justin, or yeah, maybe even yesterday, uh, talking about um, his little one in Magic Kingdom and sharing some photos and encouraged everybody else to join in the fun and give us some photos of their first visits uh, to a Disney theme park. And I think it's got like 40 something responses with some great pictures from Ashley Fenley Hamill and Susan Martell and Zach Woodard and Brittany Dukes and Jenna Ramey and more Brittany Dukes and like lots of Brittany Dukes and uh, <laughs> Katana Izzo and Lindsay Ray, Kat, Kat Dupre bringing out some great photos, um, Bridget Williamson. Like it's just a wonderful, wonderful feed of uh, Irene Smith got involved. If you haven't yet seen it, uh, the Castanos sharing Laurie Templeton Eula. I'm just scrolling. Like it's just everybody joining in the fun. Christina McSheffrey, Andrea Lear um, with a whole lot of fun and some wonderful, wonderful images. I think I'm actually near the end. I got Brandon Pilko, Pilko uh, Lara, Lara Fee, um, and Patrick Athley. I think I got most of the names rattled off that are uh, shared in that. Um, just a wonderful feed, some amazing picks, and a great way to do uh, some picks of the week with everybody sharing their first visits uh, for their children in uh, a Disney park. Very cool. Great pictures. Joe, what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week goes to uh, Eddie Middlebrook, and it's a picture of his son standing in front of Guardians of the Galaxy, and it says that Cosmic Rewind is his son's new favorite ride, surpassing Space Mountain. And as much as I love Space Mountain, I think I'm almost agreeing with this now. I absolutely love riding Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's the new version of Space Mountain, and I completely agree with that sentiment. So for that, Eddie gets my pick of the week. Very cool. Very cool pick. Uh, Justin, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, my pick of the week is going to go to Fate Welt Richardson. Um, it's one of my favorite pictures you get, and you can only get it at a certain time of year, and that is, uh, it looks like her daughter's standing in front of Cinderella Castle with the magical, the beautiful, it's finally here, Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom crane in the background. I love it. <laughs> Nothing says it is that time of year, like the crane making an appearance at Walt Disney World. Um I'm happy. I'll see the crane this week. Hopefully, it'll still be there, and uh, we'll get a little magic there. So I, I love the Disney crane. Thanks, Faith, uh, Faith for posting that. It's uh, always, always fun to get that little bit of magic shot leaning over the castle. Uh, Mike, how about you, man? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to, and it's a pick and it's a post on the same thing, and um, it goes to the Hebert family and to the Castano family, and they got to both hang out, and they got to do some stuff in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, I know uh, John was posting some pictures from... From the from the new movie from uh, uh, Hocus Pocus two, 
Hocus Pocus 2. I slipped my mind. Uh, so, yeah, he got to post some pictures from that, and they got to do some stuff around Salem. So, you know, one of the things that I particularly love about doing this podcast is getting to see people that have made friendships and be able to hang out and do things together. I know there's been a lot of other friendships that have, you know, branched off, and some people have become really, really close in this group, and, you know, things we don't even know about, you know, and I think it's really cool. And to see two families that got to meet through us and get to spend a day together and have some, you know, family memories, I think was really, really cool. So the Heberts and the Castanos, you have my pick of the week. Absolutely love it. I tell you what, DDP family, uh, right now there's a couple links right below if you look uh, down below this episode. Uh, One is to join this amazing Facebook group where we get our picks of the week, where we do share the positivity. It is the most positive place on the internet. We say it again and again, um, but there was a couple people just posting in in our Patreon group just the, uh, the other day about how they wouldn't even be on Facebook if it wasn't for that group because of the positivity it brings. And one of the positive things that we're doing is raising money for Give Kids the World. Click that link, share that link with everybody you know, and let's send some kids to Disney at no cost to them. And that is all because of our running group. If you've not been a part of the running group, go join right now, DDP Sorcerers. Uh, over there on the running page, uh, nothing but positivity. Got people that are chasing dreams and uh, and really going after um, making themselves not healthier. Look, it's it's not about running marathons. If that's what you do, we support you with that. But we also it's from your couch. It's those first steps. Uh, no matter where you're at in your journey, we're going to cheer for you and support you. So go over and join that. And last but not least, that link is right there. If you do want to become a part of the Patreon. Click that link. There's lots of tiers, lots of options for you, yearly, monthly, everything you want to do. Not only support the show, but you get lots and lots and lots of extra content. You get the bonus show. You can see our video, which uh, if we put the main video up tonight, it would be really, really funny. Um, and But that is held just for us. That one's for us only. Uh, but the Patreon video does go up um, for those tiers that get the Patreon video. And we have an amazing Patreon uh, subject tonight. We are doing an Ask Anything episode and man, did our Patreon community come out with some questions. Uh, we've got quite a few. So we, it looks like our Patreon's probably going to go a little longer than normal tonight. will be a blast. Dave, I'm coming to you. Closing words. Um, an amazing subject. I'm so excited that uh, Joe got to peer a little bit into the world uh, that I get to be part of uh, within the Disney company. And out of curiosity, mm-hmm. things talked about in answers to these questions on the Patreon episode today. Um, can I be charged in a court of law based on my answers? Because I, 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 I guess it all depends. About... Yeah. How long it's been statute of limitations in Australia. Oh, okay. I don't we, think we'll, it's long, you know. yeah. uh, will they deport me? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> never mind. It, it's fine. There's no I'll extradition. Ju- no, I'll, just, okay. I'll just plead the fifth. You don't have to worry about that, Dave. <laughs> we know people, man. We know people. Yeah. yeah. Dude, thank goodness. <laughs> Joe, how about you, man? No, I mean, this was awesome. Um, really glad, I, like Dave said, I got to see like his world and how the VIP tours work and actually get to experience one after being such a big Disney fan for all those years. So, again, thank you to Rick Reagan and his family for inviting me along for this tour. Had a blast with him and Ben and his family. It was just a great, magical day. Uh, and really just glad I got to share my experiences with our DDP family here and uh, really looking forward to Patreon. So, stand by. You guys are on deck. Mike, closing words, buddy. Uh, I'm so happy to be back with you guys this week. I know it's been, I missed you guys last week. Uh, It's the little bit of normalcy that I have in my week because, you know, I have a stressful, crazy job sometimes. And um, this this kind of brings me down and gets me to be with my people and my Disney people and, and you guys as well. So I got to, I, I'm, I'm super glad I got to talk about the VIP tours tonight. Uh, it's definitely something that's on my radar as a possibility with Sammy. Um, hopefully that's the route she wants to go and that's what we wind up doing. So we'll see how that works out. But I am super happy to be with you guys tonight and I am so looking 
looking forward to Patreon tonight. I think it's going to be one of those episodes. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll see you guys next week. I definitely think it's going to be one of those episodes. Those are always fun. Uh, DDP family, have an amazing time. Uh, I am looking forward to tomorrow heading to the world, be down in the Walt Disney World parks for the next five, six days. Um, so if you see us, make sure to say hi. We love saying hi. Snap a quick picture. Um, you know, get, getting to thank you in person. That really is special to us to be able to say thank you for the community you've built because you have built one of the best communities, Disney communities anywhere out there, and we appreciate you all for that. Have an amazing week. Spread some cheer. Smile. Have some fun. And until next time, guys, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Cheers. Have a good night. Have a good night. See you, guys. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one And that's a wrap? This has been YDF Media Productions.